Okay. So first we should say, Happy 4th of July. Today is a big celebration here in the good old US of A. And we are celebrating our National Independence Day. Happy 4th of July. Well, you, I don't know. You can say whatever you would like to say. Um, I would like to say and that- it's very hot at that type of day. It is very hot here. That, that um, mm-hmm. And, and yep, yep. The 4th of July is in the middle of summer and it is hot, hot, hot. So we like to eat fruit, popsicles, mm -hmm. watermelon, everything is cold. That's right, we do. And today we're going to actually read a story about somebody who was very important in, in the United States. So this person who we're going to read about today was not actually part of the our independence as a country, but he did something that was very important for us as a country. And um, so we'll, we'll talk about it here as we go. Today's story is called Abraham Lincoln, Abe Lincoln Remembers. This was written by Ann Turner and the paintings are by Wendell Miner. Uh, thank you very much. And it's read today by Mommy and... Clay Morgan. Oh yeah, Clay, are you back again? Uh -huh. Welcome back, Clay. So happy to have you here. Um, so let's read our story about Mr. Lincoln, Abe Lincoln, who, by the way, friends, was our 16th president. He was in charge of this whole country. And I am going to do a patriotic story for him today. Here we go. <clears throat> when I was little, the cabin we lived in was small, with one room and one window. At first, I thought the sky was square, like a piece of cut cloth. I could only see two birds in the sky and one squirrel in the tree. When I got bigger, Pa told me my legs were like a colt's, and he was afraid I'd fall down. They were so long and shanky. Now, do you know what a colt is? It's a baby horse. And baby horses have long legs. And they can be kind of shaky. And do they fall down? Mm -hmm. Yes, they do, sir. Sometimes I went to school, but I don't suppose those days would add up to much more than a year. I'd fold my legs up like an umbrella and sit quiet in the back of the schoolroom, gulping down learning like water. But Pa wouldn't allow me much schooling, making me chop wood, build fences, plant corn, and drive the horses. So, do you understand what he was saying? He didn't get to go to school very much because he really wanted to go to school but he had so many chores that needed to be done for that little log cabin that he lived in that he wasn't able to go to school as much as he wanted. Aren't you lucky that you get to go to school? Okay. I did learn to read though. Got some history and my numbers. I'd practice them on the back of the fire shovel for soot and ashes make a fine slate. 
and I would do anything for a book. I'd read any chance I got and dreamed of freedom, of rising like a hawk into the sky to some fine, high place. Do you like to read? All the time, right? Yeah, always want a book in our hands. Mm-hmm. And did you hear what he said? He wanted to fly like a bird into the sky. Have you ever thought about what it would be like to fly in the sky? That's a fine thought, isn't it? I could be like Spider-Man and swing around in the sky. <laughs> Let's see what he says. And I would say, whoa, I'm flying. <laughs> you would. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. I don't think he knew anything about Spider-Man because Spider-Man didn't exist when he was president. Let's see what he does next. It was time to move on. I left. No money in hand, no second shirt, just a handkerchief around a piece of cornbread. I worked on a flat boat and in a general store. And in the picture, we can see a flat boat. You see, um, he was working on a big river here in the United States. And you can see that was hard work to work on a river boat. When I was the storekeeper, uh, when the storekeeper saw how I towered over the others, he'd bet I'd whip the best wrestler around, Jack Armstrong. We locked arms and bodies and swung back and forth. Then he downed me with a leg throw the rules did not allow. But I shook hands with him and we became friends. So he was a big guy, Abraham Lincoln. He was tall and strong. And so they thought, oh, maybe you could be a wrestler. But um, looks like maybe he wasn't so good at that, huh? Let's see what happens next. I knew that being tall is not enough to make your way in this world. I needed words for that. When I studied to become a lawyer, I practiced my cases out loud as I walked, learning how to use words like a, like a leading rein on a colt to make people where I wanted. So that's interesting how he said that. Uh, when you are studying to become a lawyer, you have to learn... One, one day, I'm going to be president. I really want to be president. Yeah, you're going to have to learn a lot if you're going to be president. And mm -hmm. you are going to have to think now, really big I thoughts. Think, now, you're always my president. I kind of am your president right now. Yeah. Um, so what he's, done, what he's saying here is he was using words to like a leading rein on a colt to take people where he wanted. When you are training a colt, when you're training a horse to be um, able to be ridden, you put a rein, which is kind of like um, a, a bridle around their, th their mouths so you can turn their heads easily. It's basically you put something um, to kind of move their heads and they can't get away from it, okay? So he's helping shape people's thinking with his words, just like you would move uh, an animal in one direction or another with a leash, okay? But when I ran for legislature, I saw it would take a 
deal of tugging to persuade people that slavery was wrong. See, there was a time in the United States when there was there were slaves, and that was no good, was it? Uh -huh. Then I found Mary, who agreed to be my wife. She was bright and brave, like a flag cracking in the wind, all color and rustle and shine. And when I ran for Senate, she told me, you will win, and someday you will be president. How I laughed at that, but later others thought the same, and I was nominated to run for the highest office. I talked and debated to show people we must be one nation, not part slave, not part free. And when I won the presidency, we took our three sons, Tad, Willie, and Robert, to the White House. They were like balls bounding down the road and people said they had no manners or discipline. I thought happiness more important than manners, though I didn't like it when Ted drove his cart and goats down the White House hall. Can you imagine? So the president had three boys and one of them had a couple goats as a pet, as pets, okay? And then a tiny little cart that he could hook up to the goats and the goats would pull him around. And he rode it right through the house. <laughs> and his daddy did not like that. Well, I should hope not. I, you know, goats can be awfully smelly, can't they? And um, you don't, we don't want to let wild animals run around inside houses. That's no good. Yeah, we don't want a wild cat to run in Grandma and Grandpa's ranch. Mm, that's true, we don't. One, I could not go in there anymore. Mm -hmm. And two, no wild animals inside the house. No wild animals inside the house. It's true. Okay. But we had need of happiness then, for the great wound opened in the country and in my chest the war. I tried to keep north and south together until it was clear that talk would not mend this great division. The dying grieved me so that I had a joke book in my desk to keep from weeping. In the United States, long after we had our independence declared, there was something called a civil war. And that means that one part of the country thinks one thing and another part of the country thinks something different and then they fight over it. And I was terrified we would lose. I could not find good generals and we lost so m as many battles as we won. But when we won the Battle of Gettysburg, it seemed the Union might prevail. So what that means is, is that he's hoping that his country will stay together. That's what a union is. A union is when you have multiple groups of people or places or things that you put together, like United States. And when I saw all those graves lined up like the rails I used to split, I could hardly speak. Words could not leave me here, and I thought my speech a short, poor thing. I felt in the middle of some vast tug of war until I thought my heart would break. Finally, oh, our. Hmm? Why did all those people make a civil war? Because they couldn't agree. Why could they not agree? 
I guess because they didn't know how to speak to each other and they couldn't convince each other that, you see, there's a lot of things that make that people fight about and it's really hard to what's try to get them. That, what's the first Civil War? Well, this is the Civil War that's here in the United States, but it was a long time ago and we haven't had one since then. So let's keep reading. Finally, our side had won, and the country is not divided, and the slaves are free. I can be glad of that. Though when I look in the mirror, I see how sorrow has dug lines in my cheeks. I told Mary that tonight is the time to be happy. As we wait to go see a play, I think again of that little house, the small window, the piece of sky with two birds and one squirrel. How much has come to pass since then? How much there is still to be done? And how much still there is to be done to this day? Our country still has things that we have to work through. Um, but we should all be like Abraham Lincoln and choose to find peace and choose to find kindness. Mommy, can this be our last mm -hmm. Yep. This is it. Now you want to go play? Yeah, I bet you do. Can you say happy fourth? Happy fourth. <laughs> Let's go. Happy fourth. That's oh, the end. No. The end. <laughs>